0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit Stripe.com slash tap iPhone.
0: Thanks to everyone who supports Daily Tech News Show. To find out more, head to DailyTechNewsShow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Friday, August 3rd,
2: 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. From the home of Tencent Beer Night... I'm Len Peralta. And very happy to join have
3: joining us today, Rob Dunwood, co-host of the SMR Podcast. Rob, welcome back. Thanks for having
4: me again, folks.
3: Absolutely. Uh, folks, if you don't know the SMR Podcast, uh, that it is a very, very enjoyable way to spend a little podcast time talking about tech and many other things, uh, hosted by Chris Ashley, who has been on the show before as well, uh, and Rob Dunwood, and uh, Rod... What, uh, Simmons, Rod Simmons. Simmons. I was going to say Simmons, and then I was like, is that right? I don't want to say it if it's wrong. Uh, and Rod Simmons, uh, who is who we need to get back on the show as well. Um, so go check that out. We'll tell you a little bit more about that in the show later on. We're going to talk about the new Windows Surface Go and the sort of mostly positive, the, the cautiously positive reviews that it's been getting. But let's start with a few tech things you should know.
0: Google Maps now shares your battery life when you share your location with a friend. Android police discovered hints of this feature in the Google Maps beta earlier this year, and it now seems to be widely available.
3: Blade, the French company, is expanding its shadow cloud-based PC gaming service to 18 states in the eastern U.S., uh, if you don't remember, Blade gives you $35 a month to get access to the Shadow gaming PCs in the cloud. That means they claim you get low latency access from almost any device with an internet connection, tablet, phone, whatever. Blade is also launching an app called Shadow Beyond for Android and iOS so that you don't have to deal with the Windows operating system. If you just want to launch your game, uh, let's say you just want to launch it in Steam, it'll make direct links in the app for you. That's pretty cool.
0: Huawei raised its forecast for 2018 smartphone shipments to 200 million and believes it can become the world's top shipper of smartphones by the end of next year. Huawei passed Apple to become number two, uh, second to Samsung this last quarter.
3: And the US FCC has approved the new rules that let companies access utility poles faster. This will make it faster not only to roll out New service, but also reduces the cost. The rules are called One Touch Make Ready. If that sounds familiar to you, it lets a company attach its wires to the poles without having to wait, maybe sometimes months, for another company to come move their wires out of the way. Uh, the rules might also help wireless carriers when they're out there upgrading their five G equipment. They only apply to privately owned poles. So if the city owns the pole, the city gets to make the rules. But if it's a privately owned poles, they have to follow the FCC guidelines in 30 states. There are 20 states who have opted out of the FCC program about this, so it doesn't apply to every poll everywhere. Also, it may not apply to a company just rolling out internet service. It applies to common carriers. That's telecommunications and TV, but the FCC just removed internet from common carrier status, uh, meaning that if there were a company rolling out just internet, these, these poll rules wouldn't apply. Most companies that roll out internet are also rolling out phone service, so it won't car- crop up that often. All right, let's talk a little bit more about an interesting decision by Epic Games.
0: Big Friday news, Epic Games is making its Android version of Fortnite Battle Royale available from its website, notably not through the Google Play Store. Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney told TechCrunch quote, "We believe gamers will benefit from competition among software sources on Android." Of note, Google also keeps 30% of all those in-app purchases for games distributed through its store. The Android launch is planned for sometime this summer.
3: So Rob, you're an Android user?
4: And I am an Android user.
3: You're a father of a Fortnite player.
4: <laughs> a father of a, of a master assassin, as she calls herself. Uh, so <laughs> This is what I'll say about this story. I think it has nothing to do with anything that Epic said about the story. It has everything to do with, we're going to get millions and millions and millions of people to download this the first week, and they don't care if it comes through the Play Store or through a, you know, through a, a web app um, you know, on our site. So why give Google 30%? I think this is the only decision that was... <laughs> necessary for them. Are we going to get more people in Android play 30% more That it makes sense to go there? Or do we just do this on our own and keep that money in our pockets?
2: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about
0: work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's
2: in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.
1: The Claude three model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit Stripe.com slash Tap iPhone. And
4: clearly they went with option two.
1: I'll I'll
3: give Tim Sweeney some credit for being consistent about the open platform. He's made this same complaint about Windows as well. But... Yeah, it's got to be the I mean that's got to be the convincing argument right there is is keeping all that money. Now, the downside to this is you do have to change your settings to allow sideloading, which you know, I'm sure most people in this audience are perfectly comfortable with, but that could open some unsuspecting users to trouble down the road if they get tricked into sideloading something
4: malicious um true um that's that's you know one of the reasons why you can't do this on the uh you know on iOS devices but Google's gotten pretty good with it to where it turns on just for the one download and you have to go through the process of turning on the side every time you download something unless you actually really go deep into your settings and turn that feature off. Mm-hmm. So I'm not terribly concerned about that from you know a reputable site because this is mostly people who just want to get the game and they could really care less how they get it. They just want to get it.
3: Yeah, if you work hard enough to turn it off all the time, you probably either know what you are doing or deserve it. (laughs) I don't know know if you deserve it. Exactly. A report in the journal NJP Digital Medicine describes a therapy for autism using Google Glass. Facial recognition notifies the wearer of the emotion it detects on the face in view. Now, this was a small study to just sort of prove the concept. So 12 of 14 children with autism in the study... Had a family that reported more eye contact after use of Google Glass. But this is just, like I said, an introductory study. There was no control group. So you're going to need to do another study with more participants and a control group if you really want to prove that this was an effect. But it's an interesting finding nonetheless. Uh, there have been other efforts similar to this. And Gadget notes that a group at MIT had a similar proposal for using a watch to monitor audio and determine a speaker's emotional state by analyzing the pitch and the tone. Uh, A startup called Mightier has a gaming platform to help children regulate their emotions. Uh, That could be used for autistic children, but also for ADHD and and other situations. And Samsung has an app to help children with autism improve communication skills. Uh, So all kinds of, of good uses for technology maybe not to cure anything, but certainly to improve the quality of life.
0: Well, you know, I was making a, a point uh, earlier this week, i like Google Glass, you never see that anymore. And Tom was like, no, I mean, but it's very widely used in the enterprise. And this is one of those use cases where you're like, wow, that actually makes a lot of sense. However, especially when you're dealing with if, if Google Glass is going to tell uh, a person who's uh maybe not reading emotions uh the way that uh their peers are you certainly hope the ai is giving you the right emotion
4: right. well yeah that exactly right yeah i was just going to say so i actually have a younger brother who is autistic
3: mm.
4: and the first thing i thought of was you got to make sure this is right because he does have you know trouble reading cues um, to, uh, so, so I want to make sure that if, you know, if you're doing this, this is, this is great, but don't have me thinking that he, you know, he's going up to somebody who looks like they're happy and want, and want a hug and they're having the worst day ever. Um, you, 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 you need to get the, the queuing right in this. Um, and, uh, and you need to get that test group just to make sure it's actually doing.
3: Yeah, no, exactly. I'm, I, I think machine learning is good enough now that you can get a high enough percentage of this to be correct that if you tune it right, it just won't respond if it's unsure. It'll only respond at a high enough confidence level. It shouldn't have that issue. Uh, But yeah, uh, whether it's actually having an effect or not is still yet to be determined. But I, I think it's promising.
0: Let's move on to Google Maps, which is upsetting people, but not because they don't know where they're going. More than 63% of people who accessed a map or a smartphone or a tablet in May of this year used Google Maps versus 19.4% for Alibaba's Maps, 5.5% for Apple Maps. This is according to ComScore. Apple Maps or Google Maps, you know, runaway hit, right? Google says it creates its maps through lots of things, third-party data, public sources, satellites, and user feedback. However, the New York Times has a story that implies, at least in some cities, there's motivation behind some name changing of neighborhoods and sometimes unpopular ones. For example, in San Francisco, a neighborhood recently <laughs> renamed the East Cut, I just have to laugh because I used to live there, uh, is tied to a nonprofit group that paid $68,000 to a brand experience design company to rebrand the district. So there's some motivation there. One of the East Cut nonprofit's board members happens to be a Google employee. So some people are saying, why are we renaming our neighborhoods?
3: And that's just San Francisco. Uh, There was a a person in in Los Angeles who started jokingly referring to his house on a hill in Silver Lake neighborhood in Los Angeles as Silver Lake Heights And suddenly someone had submitted it to Google Maps and now his neighborhood is called Silver Lake Heights. Uh, There was another map maker in New York who was just making a reference guide and had some typos and made some mistakes and used some reference materials that he no longer has. And suddenly that got used as source material for renaming neighborhoods. And he's like, well, that that isn't the way it should work. Uh, There was a, a neighborhood in Detroit that is now called fish corn instead of fisk horn because of a typo in Google maps. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's crazy. How people look what well, like, oh, it's a map, that is the name, even if there are decades of experience of calling it something else,
0: well, and I mean, if going back to San Francisco, there was a neighborhood that was the Western edition that became nopa, and it was sort of a real estate thing because they were trying you know it's it's you know, it's all right. sort of smoke and mirrors this is this is not new. I think what a lot of folks are. Uh, you know, crying foul on is so many people use Google Maps. If you're in an unfamiliar place and you don't know where you are and you see something called the East Cut, you're like, okay, that's where I am. And everyone who lives there is like, I've lived here for 50 years. What in the heck is that? You can't just rename my neighborhood.
4: Google probably needs to tighten up their requirements for renaming stuff. It shouldn't just be like open Wikipedia style. Just whatever somebody types last is what shows up.
3: Well, and I don't think that's the way it works. I mean, they do have community-contributed content, but there are particular people that have to be vetted to be able to make these changes. But again, uh, it's another example of of crowdsourcing not being perfect, you know, not being 100%. That's uh, you know, I used to work over in the East Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. In San Francisco, uh, and if for the I record,
0: was... I think that's kind of a cool name, but I'm like, I've know. never heard that before. Like, what in the? He-
3: Sounds like a disease. Like terrible, terrible generic name. No, All right. I just I don't know if so, if I up until today. If someone had asked me, where is the East cut when I was in San Francisco and I, you know, knowing I had lived there for 10 years, I'd be like, I, I have no idea. I don't yeah. know. I don't
0: that know what that exist. is. That's <laughs> not a real place. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think, again, it's it's user feedback um, and and, uh, you know, users uh, add in ideas is is only one data point that Google says it uses. However, if if there are uh, you know agencies, non-profit organizations, and and likewise that have a best interest in in calling something something, and it Especially, you know it gets into Google Maps, it you know it causes the rest of us to be like, well, is that really fair?
4: I don't want to say it's nefarious, but if you've got a Google employee actually on the board, that just doesn't look good. So it's not a good look.
3: No, you're absolutely right. And and if if that was the only example of this, I think it would look even worse. But it is it is a symptom. It is a a, a larger syndrome uh, in multiple places. Do look uh, for uh, Sarah's neighborhood to be the feline district first. <laughs>
0: I tried to rename dog patch, cat patch. Like I tried that for years. Never. Well, now,
3: now you can probably get it done. <laughs> uh, Verizon announced it is the exclusive carrier for the $480 six inch Moto Z3. Why do you care? Because it will become the first phone able to upgrade to 5G. That is sometime next year when the 5G Moto mod with the Qualcomm X50 modem comes out. This is one of those Moto devices that, uh it has the mod ability so you can buy a thing. We don't know how much the mod's going to cost. Theoretically this this mod would work on other older Motorola devices as well, not just the Z3. Uh but Verizon's promoting it around the Z3 and plans to have 5G service available in four US cities by the end of the year. So up until now the only products we knew that would be useful with that would be mobile hotspots, but now there'll be a phone potentially.
4: I'm 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 kind of just thinking four cities, um, a phone specifically to be used in one of those four cities. Uh, it, it might be a little early cause I, I know most people only keep a phone two years on average, maybe three years, but it's going to be a minute before 5g is rolled out uh, massively to where this would actually be a selling point. So this is just marketing fluff to me.
3: I mean, if, if you want, a four hundred eighty dollars super AMOLED display, four gigabyte RAM, Qualcomm Snapdragon eight thirty five phone. The Moto Z three is a fine choice as an LTE phone. It's not the best, it's not the worst, uh, and so yeah, Verizon's trying to distinguish it from the pack of those mid range phones by saying, "But this one could be five G someday." So yeah, it's it's absolutely it's it's. Almost the best kind of marketing fluff because you are getting a decent phone at a decent price. You're not getting oversold. You have to make the decision to buy that module. Who knows how much that module is going to cost, though?
0: A new skill for Amazon's assistant, you know who she is, called Away Mode, attempts to make it seem like you're home by playing long audio tracks that sound like real conversations. There's a little bit of a twist, though. Away Mode will play one of seven audio tracks penned by comedy writers. Saturday Night Live uh, is one of them. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and the Upright Citizens Brigade, which is the comedy troupe. The skill was created by Hippo Insurance, which you know, sells home insurance, which says that the point of the skill is to turn the volume up and leave your apartment. And then you know that any potential burglar would be scared off, hopefully, by thinking that somebody is still at home and also is very insufferable.
3: (laughs) So talk about marketing stunt, Rob. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Really?
3: Um,
0: So, Tom, you listened to a couple of these.
3: Yeah, I did. They are insufferable. Um, And and they're also... They sound horrible inside your house. They're they're real tinny. Uh, one of them just starts off with a b- bunch of background conversation, but I could imagine through a window mm-hmm. if you can't tell otherwise, like shades are closed and just you know you're hearing it through a wall, through a window from the outside. Maybe it sounds like there's people in there. Uh, they have they have a realistic tempo. But yes, the things they are saying are horrible. One of them is a couple, uh, two average guys brainstorm what's unique about themselves so they can start a podcast about it. And that starts with one of them saying, uh, Have I told you how much I like ketchup?
4: <laughs> well i'll tell you what i'm sold on this if it comes with a home alone adapter so that not only does it sound like i'm having a dinner party but it actually looks like one with silhouettes in the window so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you just need uh, some kind of phillips uh hue uh situation that, that if, puts
4: they, the silhouettes up. if they can make it culturally appropriate so like a lot of places that get robbed are usually cased beforehand and not like you know months in advance but maybe a couple of days but if, if if you're in a predominant neighborhood that's, say, like Chinese speaking, that might seem kind of weird and someone might be ah, it's probably just the TV on and they'll still poke their head in kind of thing. But uh, they can- I,
3: I mean, I see what you're saying. Like, if it doesn't fit the neighborhood, it could be weird. But the, yeah. the cadence of this doesn't sound like television. That is one thing I'll give it. Uh, it's, it, it definitely sounds like background conversation because you kind of have to listen hard to hear the jokes and to hear what they're saying.
0: Well, and depending on where you live, right? I mean, my apartment is several floors up, right? So if I took advantage of this and I was trying to keep away a burglar, it's like, I just want them to think people are talking. They don't really have to listen to what's going on. I have definitely put the TV on in the past just to be like, you know, some noise some like, you know, some light stuff. But yeah, anybody who's casing the joint, as Roger said, uh, would probably figure that out. But if they think real people are inside... It is uh it's a it's a uh, interesting use case for smart speakers.
3: I don't know how good this is at being effective. I also know that Hippo Insurance is doing this to get people to say their name, uh, and they did a smart thing by hiring comedy writers because I fell for it and was like, "Okay, I want to hear what they say. I like the SNL folks. I like Always Sunny folks. Uh, let me hear." And some of it is pretty funny it's probably not the best. There is in fact TechCrunch mentions there's another skill for the echo called burglar deterrent which allows you to pick the different situations. So if the echo is in the bathroom you can pick bathroom sounds instead of a conversation. It's, you know, somebody brushing their teeth or you hear things being put on a counter. That seems like it would have a better chance. And and again to Roger's point, it wouldn't be less likely to be mistaken for a TV on in the background. Uh, If it's sound like, oh, those are the sounds of somebody moving around in there. Don't you think? I do. Well, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. Microsoft Surface Go is on sale. That is the 10-inch screen Surface tablet. That you can buy a type cover for for an extra $100 to $130. The tablet itself starts at $400. That's a little underpowered at four gigabytes of RAM and 64 gigabytes of slow EMMC storage. But for $550, you can get eight gigabytes of RAM and 128 gigabytes of NVMe solid state. So you're talking about $550 for a Windows machine. You get a microphone, a headset jack, a headphone jack, USB C, micro SDXC card reader. Only nine hours of battery life. But generally speaking, the reviews out there have been pretty positive. People like the build of it. They say, yes, the processor is slow. So you can do Photoshop, but just you can play Overwatch at the lowest possible setting. But it's really not going to be good for gaming. Uh, It also can't do a lot of tabs at once. But if you need it for just a few things, it's a pretty good price. For a Windows-capable machine,
4: uh, Rob, what do you think about this? So, I'm actually strongly considering getting one of these for my wife. She's uh, she's ready for a new laptop, but she likes them to be very small. And the most, and you know, intensive thing that she may do is run an Excel spreadsheet um, with very few rows in it. I mean, she, she's really just using it to look at Facebook to uh, to browse the web. So for the price, um, it's it's you know, it's, it's it's a little expensive for a, you know, a lower middle range um, type laptop, but um, it's pretty. It looks really good. You know, um, it, it, it does. You don't sacrifice that lower end laptop design and feel. Um, you know, that you often get when you get those sub 500, 600 uh, type yeah. machines, like an Asus so, or something, yeah, exactly. So it, it looks pretty nice, it's cute. Um, I personally am not a surface type person, I, 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 I literally need a laptop that I can pick up by the keyboard and just walk around with it and do what I need to do. But for my wife, her laptop is just really a desktop replacement that when she wants to use it on a couch once every quarter, um, she, you know, she can. It's going to sit on her desk and or probably won't move for months at a time. So for her, I think it actually is not a bad, you know, um, you know, device because it really it really is pretty. I mean, it looks it looks top grade. It looks really nice.
3: I've been using a Chromebook uh, that uh, Patreon and Chris sent to us and I'm surprised how many use cases it comes in. It comes in useful for. So, I'm looking at this thinking, okay, Chromebooks, well, around three hundred bucks for for a good Chromebook, it can do almost the same things, but not all of them. So there is a Venn diagram where you just need the thing that you can carry around and surf the web and 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 do some email on, but you also want to have full Windows occasionally. Maybe you occasionally need to use Photoshop or maybe you need to run enterprise level Outlook. uh, And it's just, you know, the Android versions for the Chromebook just aren't quite up to snuff for what you need to do. I I can see there's a a slice of people that this is perfect for.
0: Uh, Machines like this, when you're, you know, going through specs and being like, this is a nice machine, you know, it's not top of the line for certain things, but it's a nice machine. It always comes down to, is the price point at the high end? Is it too low? I mean, it it because that would be the reason that somebody would you, you make compromises for a machine that you can afford and is doing what you need it to do. And of course, you know, the, um, you know, the tablet is a you know a, a certain market of that. But is this too expensive for what they're giving you?
4: Rob, what do you think? I was going to say it's 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 right there on that borderline because you know, to, to get the one that's worth getting, you have to get the eight you know the eight gigs of memory, um, and the solid state drive. But once you throw in that smart cover for it, you're really into the into the price range of a of a fairly good quality medium range uh, Microsoft laptop. And this is not that it's it's kind of the the low end of the medium range, the high end of the low range. So you really are you're paying for the Microsoft logo and the fact that it looks really nice. It doesn't look like, you know, the, the low end laptop that you would pick up literally at Target or, you know, at uh, you know, at Walmart because you can't you can't get, you know, you know PCs that you know have similar specs to this at that type of, you know, establishment. So it's it's a little expensive for what it is, but it does look really good.
3: I I I feel like it's the right price. In other words, you know, it's it's not a bargain. So when I say the right price, I don't mean the best price. I mean it's this is the price this is the this is the retail price it should be at uh it's not a bargain, but it's not super expensive and it's more capable than an iPad or uh, a galaxy tab, but it isn't quite up to snuff with an actual higher powered windows tab uh, laptop. Remember it's got the one point six gigahertz Pentium gold processor in it that's a kaby lake processor two cores four threads it ain't powerful but it's a step up from the atom so i think i think a lot of it has to do if you're comparing it to a previous microsoft surface it's great (laughs) you know it's a better build and better specs if you're comparing it to an actual you know lenovo or asus laptop it's a little bit apples and oranges you know you you're making some compromises but for things you know that that make it easier. It's more portable at 10 inches, uh, than, than say a 13 inch laptop or something like that, but it's not going to be as powerful.
4: Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I haven't decided yet. Ultimately she will make the determination on if she wants it or not, but, uh, I'm, I'm strongly considering it. And, uh, I have been fairly anti-surface, uh, mm-hmm. you know, from the time that they've, when they first came out, but they've been growing on me over, you know, over the, you know, over the last probably two or three years. Um, and this puts it into a price range to where, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to spend a little bit more for it, but it does say Microsoft on it and it is cute. So you, yeah. you know, I think you're dead on it's maybe the right price. And, uh, Nick with
3: a C in our chat room, uh, points out it, I shouldn't have said apples and oranges. I should have said Microsoft's and oranges.
0: That's- ah, yeah. Oh, Nick. Thank you. (laughs) Also, thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. You help us choose our stories every day. Keep it coming. Submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. We are also on Facebook. Hang out with us there, facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. And send
3: us your emails to feedback at com, and maybe this will happen.
0: KV wrote in, in fact, uh, and says, coming from an expat in the UK, so... I guess I assume you came from the U.S. to the U.K., but I guess you could have been from a lot of places, regarding how MoviePass has challenged and disrupted the movie industry, which is something that we said uh, on the show on Wednesday when we were talking to Scott Johnson. We've had cinema-backed membership plans, uh, KV says, such as Cineworld Unlimited and Odeon Limitless, for around a decade or so at this point in the U.K. I'm aware that Tom mentioned a similar scheme that AMC brought from Germany, but what factors prevented U.S. chains from adopting this model earlier movie pass felt like a weird but technologically interesting anyway hack to a problem that cinemas around the world have already addressed i mean yes and no the the The
3: thing that MoviePass did was try to say hey it doesn't matter which theater you're at uh you don't have to be loyal to cineworld or odeon uh, you can you can go to anyone you want which i know for some people is not a consideration but for some people it is and movie pass don't forget has been around in the us since before 2013 i think 2011 or or maybe even earlier so i don't know the answer to your po- your very good question though which is why did this catch on with the theater chains in the us uh, or or catch on with the theater chains overseas why amc did, has been doing it for 3 years in europe Although I wonder if maybe those European installations are responses to MoviePass in the U.S. as a way of testing it in a market where it wasn't competing with MoviePass to see how it would work.
0: Right. Yeah, where people are like, MoviePass? We've been doing this for years. The companies are like... (laughs)
3: So, yeah. uh, <laughs> Rob, have you, uh, have you dipped your toes in the movie so past, I, I have
4: it, but I, if, if it would have been around, uh, maybe, uh, in, in bigger, more well known when I was traveling a lot, I would have absolutely have been interested in it because, you know, I used to travel for work a lot and there'd be times where my flight doesn't leave for eight hours, but I'm done working. So I could mm-hmm. just go grab a matinee or something like that before my flight, before I head to the airport. I don't know what movie centers, going to, you know, or what movie theater is going to be near me. So the fact that I could go to any movie theater that absolutely would attract me to a service like this because, you know, I am a movie buff and I like to see as many in the theater as as I can. So, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, it, it it's yeah, it's if if you could, you know, you know, just have a situation where I can pick whatever movie I want to go see, wherever I want to go see it, it would attract me. Maybe not so much now because I'm I'm not traveling like that anymore, but mm-hmm. I did see an absolute use case for it when when I was traveling a lot.
3: And it's worth checking out Cinemia, which is S I N E M I A. Although Waffleophagus in our Slack was pointing out they keep changing their terms. It used to be you'd, you 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 got a good deal, but you had to buy a year at once. Now they have a $20 initiation fee. Uh, which sort of means like, well, if I'm going to use this for three or four months, I guess it's worthwhile. So I don't know what what it, what's going on with them, uh, but at least they are not having the troubles that MoviePass is having. Also, regarding the open risk five chip in India called Shakti, Mohan wrote in and wanted us to know that Shakti means strength in many Indian dialects.
0: Mm. So rog- st- Roger, you have somebody to name soon. Maybe throw this into the... Uh, through. <laughs>
3: Possibly. I would have to (laughs) to pass the wife (laughs) test.
0: Right, of course,
3: yeah. (laughs) Shakti Chang.
0: Not to put you on the spot or anything. Shakti Chang, that sounds so good. Sounds
3: really good. It's worth considering. I'm not wrong.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Uh, Len
3: Peralta has been illustrating uh, throughout this episode. What have you come up with, Len?
2: Well, you know, I just want to say I really enjoyed the talk about the Surface Pro. I'm going to be in the market for buying a laptop pretty soon for my daughter for college. So that's always good information. But of course, I... I needed to go and draw the Alexa skill um, here, which I think is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Is it going to keep people from breaking into your house? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, But here the image is of uh, an Echo uh, being knocked over, beat up. He's saying, boy, I'm sure glad I'm in my living room right now. I'm sure is cozy in my living room. Yep, cozy and full of me. Full of me. <laughs> <laughs> just in the meanwhile, in the background, some uh, ill, uh, bad actor is taking all his stuff. So. Yeah,
3: in a classic uh, big old sack over the shoulder move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that.
2: Much <laughs> like the uh, the Hamburglar there. Yeah, really. all the hamburgers.
3: So uh, there you go, folks. The echo away skill will not prevent the Hamburglar from <laughs> you,
2: well you best not try to keep it the hamburglar out but he's I'm making bad. it in so
3: i'm just i i mean i can't guarantee this but i bet if you bought this print and put it up in your house that might reduce Ooh. crime.
2: that is actually a really good thing it's uh, available right now at lenperaltastore.com. you can get the digital version or you know for an extra little couple bucks i'll sign it for you and send it out to you as a physical print so go check it out lendperaltestore.com
0: Thank you so much, Len. And also thanks to Rob Doonwood for being with us this fine Friday. It's the first time that Rob and I have been on a show together. It's been such a pleasure. Let folks know where they can keep up with all of your work.
4: So I am one of the co-hosts of the SMR podcast. Um, it is basically a tech related show usually um, where we kind of talk about whatever we want to talk about. It's three guys. We're all longtime friends. We talk about tech like guys would talk about football or basketball or whatever. So just head over to smrpodcast.com and you can see me there.
3: No, I, what I love about SMR podcast is, is y'all be talking about, you know, your daughter running track or, or the workout program or, or grilling some tofu. And then the next thing you know, you're talking about like serious windows enterprise level stuff or Android hacks. and It's just, it's just great. It's, it's a great rhythm. I love it.
4: It's unscripted, so we talk about whatever is really coming off the top of the dome. And then the chicken wings and beer episodes is even worse, where <laughs> <laughs> we may be talking about what kind of shoes we want to go buy. It, it, it's just all over the map. But our fans, that's what they say they like. They like it yeah. when we keep it free, and you know there there will be a Bama throne here or Bama throne there <laughs> from time to time <laughs> where we're insulting each other. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 been fun. We've been doing the show for I think nine years now.
3: That's, 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 part of the, uh, that's part of the magic right there. The long, is the consistency. Uh, go check it out, folks. SMRPodcast.com. Uh, they are supported on Patreon just like us. Support us both. Go to Patreon.com slash DTNS to find out more about our selection and all of the perks that you might get. And don't forget, I'm heading out to St. Louis in the beginning of September for my 30th high school reunion in Greenville, Illinois. And I want to know if anyone knows of a location with a good broadband connection that I can host the DTNS show show from in the st louis area on that thursday and friday the first week of september if you know please send your suggestions to feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com
0: keep those emails coming we love the feedback whether it's about st louis or anything we're also live monday through friday at 4 30 p.m eastern 2030 utc if you could join us live we would love to have you find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live
3: back on monday with lamar wilson talk to you then
4: This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
2: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site
1: for details. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move.